Happy New Year, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Are You Ready for Some Football right here on Movement Radio. I'm Talon Williams. And I am Chip Hazard. Oh, man, it's going to be great. 2022 is here. Shout out to everybody who wants to say Happy New Year to all of our friends and family and fans out there. We love you guys. But this is Are You Ready for Some Football. This is Week 17 Predictions. But before we jump on to Week 17, let's kick it off with Week 16 Review. The final Thursday night game of the year took place, and it was a good one between the Tennessee Titans and the San Francisco 49ers with Tennessee pulling out the win 20-17. to 17. Um, <coughs> Excuse me. A couple of quick uh, shout-outs, a couple of quick highlights. Um, in this game uh, for the 49ers, Jimmy G threw 322 yards and a touchdown but two picks. Uh, Jeff Wilson threw, uh, ran for 45 yards and got a touchdown. Uh, Brandon uh, Ayuk went for... Uh, 40 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Debo Samuel, nine receptions, 159 yards. Um, you know, did a pretty good job on that uh, end, of, end of the field. Jumping over to the Tennessee Titans, Brian Tannehill threw for 209, had a touchdown. A.J. Brown threw for t- threw for a pass, didn't complete anything. Um, and, of course, uh, Devontae Foreman ran for 17 yards, but he grabbed that touchdown. A.J. Brown had probably the best game of his career as a Titan, 11 receptions, 145 yards, and a touchdown. A uh, real good game from the Tennessee Titans in this one to pull off the victory against the 49ers. Uh, Chip, how are you feeling about the way Tennessee won this game, and where do you think they go from here? Uh, I, I mean, they still have a, a tough couple of games ahead of them. Uh, they, they looked good here. Um, so, yeah, I mean, uh, they, they looked good without Derrick Henry, I can say. Right, and they could be getting Derrick Henry back in Week 17. Um, yeah, week 17. Is week 17 or week 18, I think they said. I think it's this upcoming week, I think, is when they get Derrick Henry back. If I'm not mistaken. I might be mistaken. We'll find out. Unless you gonna, unless you want to give me the the uh, uh, the injury report real quick. Unless you just want to wait till we get to the new games. Oh, let's see real quick. Let me get that pulled up. Yeah. Just a quick little Google search away, ladies and gentlemen. Ow. <laughs> Ooh, this is good. I'm sip, uh uh, we're, we're, we're recording this on New Year's Eve, by the way, ladies and gentlemen. So, um, dr- having me a little pregame, I got me a, I call it, a, I call it a, a Dr. Crown. What I'm drinking on, Dr. Pepper Crown roll. So, but anyway, um, um, oh, I got to pause this one. Yeah, I'm not seeing any information on Derek Derek Henry. Henry's return. They, they said okay. that. Um, so this was on December 12th. The Titans anticipate Henry will be ready to return from IR as early as the team's week 18 matchup with the Texans. Okay. So, so it could be, so ne- so not this upcoming week, but the week after is correct. an anticipated return. Okay. That being said though, yes, but Tennessee does move on to, to 10 and five on the year. Um, I'm interested in next week's game between the Titans. You'll find out why in just a minute, but let's move on uh, to our slew of Sunday games. Uh, first game is, oh, wait, sorry, I'm sorry, not Sunday games. I uh, apologize, a total lie. But let's jump on to the Saturday games. There we go. I got that correct. The Christmas Day games. Uh, but the first game between the Packers and the Browns. Uh, Packers did beat the Browns 24-22 uh, in a game that was actually closer than I thought it was. Um, a game that was closer in score, though, than I thought it was. Uh, but then you look at the statistics, and oh boy, Baker Mayfield did not have a good game. Yeah, he was two. He was, you know, twenty-one of thirty-six, two hundred and twenty-two yards and two touchdowns. But man, he threw four interceptions. Um, it was definitely the running game of uh, Cleveland that kept them in this ball game. Nick Chubb ran for one hundred and twenty-six yards and a touchdown. Um, 
and uh you know they they did everything that they possibly could to uh to win this game but man i mean when you throw and of course aaron Rodgers did his thing 202 yards and three touchdowns uh Devontae adams 10 you know 10 receptions 114 yards and two touchdowns uh but when you had um Rajul douglas with two interceptions uh chandon sullivan with an interception and darnell savage with an interception yeah it's it's good it's not going to be good um did we have um have the Green Bay Packers proven that they are the best team in the NFL right now? Uh, I, I think that they've proven that they're the they're currently the uh, best team. Yes, right. Uh, so, what did you feel about this game in particular? Were you disappointed with De- Baker Mayfield's performance in that? You know, I mean, y- yeah, he made some bad decisions, of course, uh, but but that Green Bay defense really stepped up. So, right, yeah, I, th- I think a lot of people undervalue. The Green Bay defense, from the standpoint that you have an you know an, an all-time great quarterback in Aaron Rodgers, and you have one of the best, if not the best, wide receiver in the game in Devontae Adams that he's throwing to, um, you know it, it, that that's that's one of those that's one of those things where you're like, like yeah, we know the offense is going to be good, but I mean, but that, it's Green Bay's defense. Green Bay's never had a good defense. Yeah, they do. Then Green Bay has had a really, really, really done a really, really good job on that defense, you know, providing, you know, the the ability to, to make sure that that offense can produce. You know, I mean, uh, the, you know, Devondre Campbell had 13 t- solo tackles in this game by himself. Preston Smith uh, and Dean Lowry had a sack. Like, there was so many good plays on that defense. And, I, I seriously think that it's an underrated defense. People don't give it enough credit, you know. Um, but we're going to move on from there. Uh, I thought I cut that off. I'm sorry. Uh, we're going to go to our Christmas evening game. And this is the Indianapolis Colts against the Arizona Cardinals. And Indianapolis pulling out the victory 22-16 to on Christmas night. Uh, dude, Indy is coming a long way, dude. They could be that surprise team that people need to look out for. Uh, Carson Wentz, 225 yards passing with two touchdowns. Uh, Jonathan Taylor ran for 108 yards, you know, had a good game. Um, you know, really getting T.Y. Hilton had a touchdown in this game. Like, they really, really stepped up in terms of the offense and, and in terms of defense. Defense, you know, held their own against them. Um, and then you go look at the Arizona uh, Cardinals and Kyler Murray, 245 passing one touchdown um you know he did he, he and he was also the leading rusher at 74 yards uh chase Edmonds also had 56 yards uh, uh rushing and a touchdown uh he was also their leading receiver at 71 yards as well um so you know like it, it's one of those games and shout out to buddha baker you know going 13 uh total tackles a sack and, a, and two tackles for a loss so i mean and he had it was him and josh uh morrow who had who had the uh the only two sacks of the, of the game for the Cardinals. Um, it, it, it's so strange, and, and I wanted to get your take on this. <laughs> Isn't it strange that the Arizona Cardinals were at one point the best and only undefeated team to now being a middle-of-the-pack team? And then you have the Indianapolis Colts, who were a middle-of-the-pack team, and now they're raising up to be one of the better teams. How, 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 how do you feel about that? Yeah, I mean, they're still kind of middle of the pack, sitting at 9-6 and six right now um, with, what, three games left in the season? No, no just two games. Game. Yeah, game. just two. So they got the Raiders and the Jaguars uh, left. Uh, depending on how 
uh, Tennessee does in their final two games. Um, Indianapolis could could win the AFC South. They're oh, only, of course. They're only one game back right now, and uh, it, it's it's a huge possibility. It, it will depend uh, again to see, you know, what Tennessee does over their their next two games. Because uh, I think Indianapolis can win their next two games. They got the Raiders and the Jaguars. Uh, I, I definitely think they can win both those games. Right. I mean, they definitely have. I mean, definitely the Jaguars game, the Raiders game. I'm I'm iffy about, and we'll get to that when we get to it here in the, here in the next when we make our predictions. Um, <coughs> excuse me, but we jump on to our slew of Sunday games this week, and you got the Philadelphia Eagles up against the New York Giants, a game that was kind of. Eh, but Philadelphia do do Philadelphia, Philadelphia does you know have playoff hopes maybe that lower seed that maybe that seventh seed possibly um, <clears throat> depending on how everything else shakes out um, the Giants started uh, Mike Glennon for this game uh, he only threw ninety three yards um, had a touchdown but he also had the interception. Saquon Bar- dude, Saquon Barkley has such big hopes, and ever since that injury, dude, he's just not been the same player. Um, and they really, I mean, this game was just a, the Giants were just horrendous in it, dude. Like, really, really bad. Yeah. Uh, and the Eagles did what they had to do, man. You know I mean? Jalen Hurts came in 199 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, Boston Scott ran for 41 and got a touchdown. Miles Sanders had 45. Um, uh, Devontae Smith, five receptions, 80 yards, and a touchdown. So he definitely... You know, earned his paycheck that week, um, but uh, this was one of those games, and I don't really mean this in a disrespectful manner. But this is one of those games that it was like, eh? Like, like, I, how do you feel about it? Yeah, it, it it ended up being one of those games where, unless you were like a super fan of of either of those teams, you really didn't care, right? You know, like it, it was it, it was. I mean, it, for me. It was it was pretty boring. There wasn't a whole, whole lot of highlights, uh, you know. So it, it that's how I felt about it. Yeah, me too. I mean, it was it was what it was for the sake of you know, <laughs> for the sake of, for the sake of the game. This next game though that we're going to talk about though the L.A. Rams and the Minnesota Vikings. L.A. pulling out the victory. They are now eleven and four on the year. They have taken over. The uh, best team in the NFC West against the Minnesota Vikings, uh, beating the Minnesota Vikings thirty to twenty-three. Um, a lot of good, you know. They they definitely you know showed up in this game. Uh, Matthew Stafford didn't. Pl- Matthew Stafford probably played one of his worst games though. One hundred and ninety-seven yards total passing and a touchdown, but he had three interceptions on the day. But Sony Michelle showed up, man. Tw- Twenty-seven carries, one hundred thirty-one yards and a touchdown. Cooper Cup doing his thing still. Ten receptions, one hundred and nine yards. Uh, OBJ had a touchdown in this game off of 37 uh, receiving yards. Um, so, you know, they definitely did what they had to do in this game. Aaron Donald with a sack. Of course, when what, what game does Aaron Donald not have a sack, you know? Right. Um, Kirk Cousins. Right. Uh, Kirk Cousins threw for 315 and a touchdown. Uh, Alexander Madison uh, had 41 yards rushing and a touchdown. Uh, Justin Jefferson, eight for eight for uh, eight receptions for uh, 116. Uh, KJ Osborne with the touchdown in this game as well. Uh, Anthony Barr uh, had two interceptions. Uh, Xavier Woods, not King Xavier Woods, but the other Xavier Woods had an interception in this game too. So it was pretty good. Closer game than I thought. Um, 
but you're getting we're getting down to that part where it's like okay which teams are the teams that are like the standout you know but even then i mean even the teams that are the quote-unquote good better teams they still struggle with some of these mid-level teams sometimes like I've, i've noticed that a lot with them um uh were you i mean because i had this feeling that the vikings were almost like that that dark horse team that could surprise a lot of people um so i was like i I went i think i picked the rams to win but i was kind of leaning toward like maybe minnesota may have a chance in this how did you feel about this game um i mean it it was i thought it was a really good game yes Uh, definitely uh, a game that it's one of those games, you know, you get a handful of games each year that you, you could go back and, and watch again. Yeah. Um, and this is one of those games that I think I could go back and watch again. Yeah, it was a good game. Very highly contested contest. Um, so we're going to another one. <laughs> a damn, whew. A lot of playoff implications in this one. The Buffalo Bills and the New England Patriots. Buffalo pulling out the victory 33-21. to the Patriots, therefore, for a minute, the Patriots looked like they were going to, you know, go back to same-o, same-o. And the last couple of weeks, they have not been playing up playing up snuff. Um, right. But you look at, the, you know, look at the Bills, and Josh Allen threw for 314 and three touchdowns. Uh, he also ran for 64 yards, too, which led the team. Uh, Devin Singletary with uh, 39 and a touchdown as well, uh, you know, getting his paycheck for that game. Uh, God, man. Isaiah McKenzie, where the hell has this guy come from? Like, out of nowhere, eleven receptions, one hundred and twenty-five yards and a touchdown. Stephon Diggs threw another seven receptions, eighty-five yards and a touchdown. Dawson Knox had a touchdown. You know, like they they finally Micah Hyde had two interceptions in this game. You know, just did it. You know, just completely a one eighty from how they've been acting for from where they were a couple of weeks ago. And then you got the New England Patriots, which I think. Mac Jones probably played his worst game. Uh, only from the standpoint that, and we, we you can talk about the game, the, the game that he had a couple of weeks ago, where he only threw two passes, but I think it was by design. But this one, it looked like he actually tried because he was fourteen to thirty-four as far as completion percentage. But one hundred and forty-five yards and two interceptions in this game, both of them the Maka Hyde. But Damian Harris, I'm gonna give that man all his flowers. 103 yards and three touchdowns on the day. So he was definitely putting in that work. Um, but, you know, Jacoby Myers led the team with 59 interceptions. With six, I'm sorry, 59 yards on six receptions. Nobody else got above 35 in terms of yardage. And it's like, he, and he only threw it to, and he only threw it to like seven different people. You know, like he, he, people just, they wouldn't get, they couldn't get open for whatever reason. Right. But how did you feel about, this game in particular, especially with the implications it has for the playoffs, especially in the AFC East. Uh, I, I, again, it's another one of those really good games. I don't know that I'd go back and watch this one again unless I was just like a, a huge fan of either of the teams. Yeah. But uh, I don't know if you're a fan of. I don't know if you're a fan of. If you're a fan of uh, the Patriots, you may not want to watch this one. Well, I mean, oh, the I winning think, team. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. Um. But I, I thought it was a really good team, a really good game. The, uh, you know, the Patriots played well uh, to start out, and it looked like they, they might have been able to win this one, and then Buffalo just hit the gas and never let up. They didn't. They really didn't. Uh, so then we're going to go to another little slew of Sunday games. Um, this game is I, – I think this game was a revenge game between the Buccaneers and the Panthers. The Panthers, I mean – 
<laughs> what can you say, man? They're five and ten after going undefeated the first, you know, three games of the season. Looked like they were going to be the surprise team coming out of the NFC, and oh boy, what were you surprised? Uh, yeah, man, the uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers beat them, uh, beat the Carolina Panthers thirty-two to six in a game that legitimately was not close at any point. Um, literally, I mean, I mean, well, I take that back. They kicked the field goal to start, and then touchdown field goal. Then ten un- unanswered by the Patri- uh, Patriots. Wow, the Buccaneers. Then a field goal. Then in field goal. Pa- field goal. Buccaneers. Touchdown. Field goal. Touchdown. Field goal. Uh, so it pretty much how that whole thing ended. Um, you know, Tom Brady did bounce back from that horrible defeat that he had against the Saints. Um, did the best that he could with what he had. Um, you know, two thirty-two uh, and a touchdown. Uh, Kashawn Vaughn. Keyshawn Vaughn, I'm sorry, uh, ran for 70 yards and a uh, and a touchdown. Ronald Jones ran for 65 and a touchdown. Um, Antonio Brown, probably with one of the better games that he's had all year, 10 receptions and 101 yards. Um, now they now they they were playing without Chris Godwin in this game, so you know, and also playing without. Um, he's yeah, he's on IR, I believe. Right. Yeah, he's on IR, and I think Mike Evans was also out. I think Mike Evans was on the COVID list this week, if I'm not mistaken. I might be mistaken. Don't quote me on that. Um, but, you know, and, of course, Jordan Whitehead with the interception, you know, so everybody went in and they did, you know, what they were supposed to do in this game, and that's, you know, win. Um, and then you had, um, on the flip side with with the Panthers, Cam Newton played, you know, got 61 yards passing and interception. Sam Darnold came in. Threw for 190 yards, didn't really have that, you know, no touchdowns or interceptions either. Uh, Cam was also their leading. Here's the thing, dude. Cam Newton ran for 42 yards. Sam Darnold ran for 11. Okay. That is 53 yards total. Okay. The running backs of Herbert, Bonifon, and Abdullah combined ran for 14 yards. Like when, when your two quarterbacks outrun your entire running back core three different running backs like yeah there's a problem there they really is um and you know receiving i mean receiving was just all over the place man shy smith was their leading receiver at 86 yards but that was it like i mean i mean, I mean robbie anderson god god bless him because he tried five receptions 58 yards but it was not a good game by the Carolina Panthers. And I think after this, I think it was the week before. I mean, they're officially gone from the playoff contention anyway. Yes. So this game was pretty much par for the course, would you say? Oh, yeah. M- most definitely. It was yeah. it, it was that huge re- revenge game that uh, yeah. Tampa Bay needed. Yeah. And, and, I mean, unfortunately, Carolina had to be the recipient of that uh, shellacking, if you will. And Tom Brady didn't break a surface uh, tablet. So there you go. Uh, <laughs> so Right. So we'll go from that. And things are expensive. I don't know why the fuck you throw one down. Hey, you got the money. Hey, do what you want. <laughs> that being said, um, so we're going to go to a trash ass. We're going to go from uh, Tampa Bay and a trash ass team to two trash ass teams, uh, which was the uh, New York Jets and the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, the Jets pull off the victory in this one, 26 to 21, uh, in a game that a lot of people said was surprisingly close. Uh, Trevor Lawrence. You know, uh, through for 280, so that was okay. Uh, Dare Ogumbawale, I want to say that's how it's pronounced. Please forgive me if I butchered it. Uh, 57 yards rushing and a touchdown in this game. Um, and 
I believe that's the only offensive touchdown that was scored. Um, if I'm not mistaken, let me scroll down here. Yeah, that was the only offensive touchdown scored. The rest of them were scored on. Uh, the rest of them, I believe, was scored on defense. Let me go back and look real quick if I can see this. Uh, yeah, see, they had the field goal. Yeah, Lawrence. Yeah, Trevor Lawrence threw it to. Uh, let's see. Yeah, so Trevor Lawrence threw it to uh, Jay Pinnock. Yeah, okay. He fumbled it. Reverse. Okay, so it was a fumble recovery by Jacksonville. Um, which led to the touchdown. Um, yeah, okay, so that's what happened there. Uh, and then um, Wagaway did the thing. Okay, so nevertheless, though, I mean, the Jaguars, you know, struggled as they have been doing for the past couple of weeks. Uh, Zach Wilson, you know, came in, didn't really do a whole lot, you know, threw for 104 yards and a touchdown. He also ran 91 yards and got a touchdown. Uh, Michael Carter with 118 yards rushing. Uh, Corey McDermott was the only touchdown receiving for the game. Uh, he ran for, I'm sorry, he uh, he caught one reception with for one yard for one touchdown. It is what it is. Um, you know, again, a game that was just really not that memorable in a sense because it was between two bad teams that not really a whole lot of people are really you know fooling with right now if that makes any sense uh yeah I, i'm right there with you uh on this one it's just it is what it is it is what it is when it comes to these two teams because both teams are technically out of the playoffs so at this point they're just playing for pride uh so i mean it is what it is as far as that goes all right, so we're going to jump on to the very next game. This next game is between the uh, the Atlanta Falcons and the Detroit Lions. Uh, before I forget, fuck the Jets. So let's move on to the next one. You thought I was going to forget, didn't you? Uh, so yeah, I, I thought so. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. So the Atlanta Falcons and the Detroit Lions. Uh, Atlanta pulls away with a victory, twenty to sixteen, in a game that was again. Both teams are kind of right there. That we already knew, know Detroit's completely out of the playoff picture. Um, Atlanta. Is hovering, but we don't. I don't see it happening. Uh, they're not officially done in the NFC playoffs just yet, but I think over the course of the next two weeks, I think it's going to happen that way. Uh, but we start with the Lions. Um, uh, uh, Jared Goff did not play this game. Instead, Tim Doyle, Tim Boyle, I'm sorry, uh, did uh, play instead. Um, threw 187 yards and a touchdown, but he did throw the pick. Uh, Jamal Williams ran for 77 yards. Uh, Amon Ross St. Brown was the leading receiver, nine receptions, 91 yards, and a touchdown. Um, you know, they did what they could in this game. Uh, you know, a couple of good defensive plays. Austin Bryant had a sack. Derek Barnes had a sack. So, you know, they did what they could do. Matt Ryan, 215 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Cordero Patterson only ran for 14 yards, but he got a touchdown in this game. Uh, Kyle Pitts, probably one of the better games that he's had all year, six receptions and 102 yards. Hayden Hurst. With 21 uh, yards receiving, had and when the touchdown, Russell Gage came in, had 39 on top of that. Um, and of course, um, uh, Foy Olakim had the interception for the Falcons in this game. And uh, overall, man, this was one again another one of those games where it was like both teams are kind of out of it. In a sense of Detroit, they are out of it, and with the sense of Atlanta, they kind of needed the win, but you still struggle to put 20 points against Detroit. Does that make sense? Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, they they struggled hard to put them twenty points up, and it doesn't look like it's going to get any better for Atlanta with the upcoming uh, schedule that they got the last two games of the year. No, but so we're gonna move on to the very next game. Uh, the next game is uh, a game that 
surprised me, but it surprised me in a good way for you, my friend. And that was the Houston Texans beating the LA Chargers 41 to 29. Now, this game, I'm not going to lie to you. When I seen the score, I thought, because, you know, my phone's a POS anyway, so I automatically just assumed, okay, my phone's messing with me again. I'm not going to believe that story. And then you see it on the bottom line of ESPN, and you think, wait a minute, they really did win. Holy, holy snikes. So, and I don't mean that in the sense that I'm disrespecting the Texans when I say that, because the Texans have not had a good year this year. They were 3-11 and going into this game, so there wasn't a whole lot of people. And, the, and let's be honest, the Chargers have been one of those teams that have been on the cusp of greatness for the past couple of years. Will they exceed it? No, they didn't in this game. Now, it was close. I will admit it was close for a large part of the um, for a large part of the game um, in which the um, the score was pretty, you know, close going up into um, the fact that the Texans scored 24 points in the fourth quarter alone. Like, that's enough to make you go, wow. Like, I mean, it was back and forth for a while, but they were like, no mas, we are going to win this game today, by God. Um, but quick, quick, a little uh, blurb for the hot, uh, for the statistics. Uh, Justin Herbert did throw for three thirty six in this game, so I will give him credit for that. He had the touchdown, but Manny threw them two interceptions, and that hurt him a lot. Justin yep. Jackson ran for sixty four yards and got two touchdowns. On top of that, um, he also was the leading receiver at eight receptions, eighty nine yards uh, receiving. Um, and Josh Palmer did have forty three yards and was the uh, touchdown only touchdown recipient of the game excuse me who burp who this, this doc the doc pepper and crown's getting to me um but then you go to the houston texans side davis mills did throw for 254 had two touchdowns rex burkhead my god rex burkhead 22 carries 149 yards and two touchdowns in this game he was beasting in this game uh chris conley three receptions 60 yards um receiving with a touchdown um uh, Breven Jordan would, you know, was four of uh, fifty six. Philip Dorsett was three of fifty five. Like, I mean, they really did do a good job. Uh, uh, Nico Collins three for thirty three and a touchdown. Like, really did a good job. Jonathan uh, Owens had an interception. Uh, uh, Trevay Thomas. How do you say that name? Trevayus? No. Trevarius. Trevarius. Okay. Trevarius Thomas had the interception this game. So I think the Texans showed everybody like, hey. This is the team that we're trying to build right now, and we just beat a team that a lot of you said was going to wipe the floor with us. As a Texas, uh, as a Texans fan, how did you feel about the win? I, I was one hundred percent completely shocked. Um, I did not in any way see this happening, and then it did, and I was like, "Okay, where <laughs> has this team been all year long?" Right. I was I was sitting there thinking that same thing, and I was like, man, if Rex Burkhead would have, you know, granted they do running back by committee because you have Rex Burkhead, you also have uh, Trayvon Smith, uh, you also have Royce Freeman, you know, you have you had you've been having a couple of running back issues in the past, um, but I mean the Texans are, for all intents and purposes, they're still a younger team in the league though, right? Oh yeah, so oh, yeah. they're gonna have some growing pains, you know, um, but. You know, good victory for them. You know, L.A. kind of goes down in the playoff picture a little bit, and we'll see where it goes from there. Uh, the next game I want to talk about, my God. I I'm honestly, dude, I was blown away when I when I seen the statistics of this game. I was like, you have got to be shitting me. There is no way possible that this is correct. I'm not reading this right. 
The Cincinnati Bengals beat the Baltimore Ravens. Sorry, Malachi. I love you, buddy. I'm sorry, but it happened. The Cincinnati Bengals beat the Ravens 41-21. to The score, them winning by 20 wasn't the shocking part to me because the Bengals win some, they win some games by a lot, some games by a little, and sometimes they lose games that they shouldn't lose. Um, and Baltimore does have the ability to, to, to get scored on a lot um, because really the only good defensive uh, corner they have is uh, is uh, um, Murphy. So Humphrey, I'm sorry. Um, so I, I kind of get it. But I'm talking about the statistics that Joe Burrow put up, right? Now, I will say this, Lamar Jackson did not play in this game. Josh Johnson was the quarterback for the Ravens. He did oh, he did an admirable job throwing 304 yards and two touchdowns. Did throw that pick. Devontae Freeman, you know, ran for 17 yards, got a touchdown. Mark Andrews, the tight end, had eight receptions, 125 yards, and a touchdown. So they did an admirable job. However, you go over to the Cincinnati Bengals. Joe Burrow. 525 yards and four touchdowns. I can honestly say, and Chip, you might agree with me, I can honestly say that this was Joe Burrow's best game that he's ever played in the NFL. Would you agree? I think it was. 100%. Absolutely. Uh, now, Joe Mixon ran for 65 yards and got a touchdown, so good on him. Uh, man, the receiver, man, dude, the receivers had a field day, man. It was a great day if you were a receiver for the Cincinnati Bengals. T. Higgins. 12 receptions, 194 yards, and two touchdowns. If you had him on your fantasy team this week, cheers to you because that was it was a great week for you. Jamar Chase, seven receptions, 125 yards. Tyler Boyd had 85 yards and a touchdown. Joe Mixon had, on top of 65 yards and a touchdown, had 70 yards receiving and a touchdown. And J.C. Uh, Uzma had 36 yards to boot on top of that. So, they did a great job in this game all around. Uh, Von Bell, shout out to you, Von Bell, Ridgeland High School alum, got the interception for the Bengals in this game. Um, you know, like a lot of good things happened in this game for the Cincinnati Bengals. The Cincinnati Bengals may be that dark horse team coming out of the AFC. And it's 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 strange to me because like at the beginning of the season, I remember a couple of months ago, um, almost about four months ago, when we did the, uh, the way too early predictions, when it was you, me, Roger, and our good friend Chad, uh, it was the four of us. I think we all picked a different winner for this division. I think yeah. I picked the Steelers, Chad picked the Ravens, and you and Roger picked the the Browns, or, or Roger picked the Ravens, you picked the Browns, or whatever combination it was, but nobody picked the Bengals at all. We were all like, nah, it's not the Bengals. And I am and I made a sly little comment. I don't, I, it might be, I think I made that comment. If I'm, I'm mistaken, I was like, wouldn't, wouldn't it all be funny if we none of us said the Bengals watched, watched the Bengals fucking win the division I said it kind of as like a throwaway gag or a throwaway joke and now we look back and it's like oh shit <laughs> I guess we all look stupid at this point now <laughs> so first of all how do you feel about especially Joe Burrow's game and the fact that this team is now nine and six going into the postseason or as of right now going into week uh, 17 uh I mean it, it's amazing for the Bengals the turnaround they had so uh, I definitely think they could be the, uh, the that team. I mean, they're third. They're sitting at third in the AFC right now. So, I mean, uh, they could surprise a lot of people. Right? Do you see? Because I mean, I'm pretty sure at this point, depending on the the way that the schedule is looking right now, it looks like. If I'm not mistaken, it looks like Kansas City is going to be that team that's going to end up getting home field advantage. We don't know. I mean, we got two games left in the season. We'll have to find out. Um, but it seems to me like, you know, the Bengals could creep around and end up getting 
one of those home playoff games, and especially in the early home playoff games. Um, they definitely could. I mean, they're nine and six right now, sitting at third. Tennessee's in second place in the AFC at ten and right. five. So yeah, and, and hey, you know what? That maybe, and maybe, yeah, and maybe that could even change. You know, with the upcoming again, we'll get to it in a minute. Uh, but we're gonna jump to the very next game, a game that. I can honestly say this, and I know it's between two teams who do not have any playoff implications whatsoever. These are two teams that was playing for uh, who it was. It was a prideful uh, play or a prideful uh, game. This game, actually, I nominate for game of the week, just because of how close it was and how much they wanted it, how much both teams wanted it, and we, and also. Because I'm a sucker for nostalgia in a sense, it was a snow game, and I'm a big fan of like that outdoor fighting with the elements type of game. You know what I'm talking about? Right. It was in the snow, and it was the Green. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The Chicago Bears and the Seattle Seahawks, and the Bears ended up winning 25 to four. The Bears did to the Seahawks what the Ravens were trying to do to the Green Bay Packers. And what I mean by that is the Ravens tried to go for the two-point conversion at the end of the game to win it, and they failed the two-point conversion. Green Bay ended up winning 31-30. And then the Bears went for it, tied at 24. Tied, they were down 23-24. They can kick the field goal, send it to overtime. They were like, nope, we're going for it. Because at that point, they're four, at that point, they're 4 and 10. They're already out of the playoffs. What the hell? You know what I mean? Just go for it, you know? Right. I think that was honestly the best decision for them because I think it surprised a lot of people. Um, anyway, your favorite quarterback, our good buddy Big Dick Nick, threw for Nick Foles, by the way, uh, 200, uh, 250 yards and a touchdown. David Montgomery ran for 45 and a touchdown. Uh, Khalil Herbert ran for 21 and a touchdown. Um, definitely put forth that work. Jimmy Graham, a rare Jimmy Graham sighting. Ain't heard that name in a long, long time. You know, two receptions, 30 yards and a touchdown. Uh, David Montgomery also kicked in seven receptions, 61 yards as well. Um, so, you know, the Bears did good. Now, now Russell Wilson, he did okay, 181 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, Rashad Penny ran for 135 and a touchdown in this game. He did a good one. Uh, Gerald Everett, 68 and a touchdown. DK Metcalf, 41 and a touchdown. You know, so so they definitely did the best that they could. But I think in the certain situation, I mean, and it, and the, it wasn't like the defenses were sleeping. You know, like Carlos Dunlap had two sacks in this game. Rashad Green had two sacks in this game. Uh, for the Seahawks, the Bears, you know, came through in the clutch. Also had Robert Quinn with us with a sack, you know, like so they really did. Both teams did the best they could. How did you feel about this game as a whole? Now we know both teams are done in the playoffs; they're not going to the postseason. But just as just a a game where two got two teams just won it, you know what I mean? How did you feel about this one? Uh, I I mean I thought this was an amazing game, um, really good. <laughs> you know, it's, right? It's one of those like dark horse games. Yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, you know, in the the battle, the snow. It, it was just like all the elements were there to make it such a good game. Do you do you, uh, do you like those games that are like in like heavy rain or snow or games like that? Like I feel like it, it's like an old. It's like an older, like, I think the older generation pre appreciates it a little bit better than the younger generation does. 
And I what I mean by that is like, go ahead. I was going to say, I prefer those games when I'm watching on TV. Uh, I definitely don't want to be at those games. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you got guys, you know, because I remember watching like the old footages of uh, footages, the old footage of uh, the guys body painted up and stuff. And then they jump like head first into like the big pile of snow that they mow over the, the one sideline and stuff like that. Like to me, like that's like it's fun stuff, I guess, you know. Um, I don't know. There's something about watching a football game in like the downpour of rain or like the heavy, heavy snow. Like for me, like that, it, it makes it more exciting because then it's like, okay, it's more than just offense and defense at this point. Now you got to come up with strategy based on the weather conditions. And then it's like, okay, let's really test your football merit and see how good you are under these parameters. You know, like, exactly. I, like I think it's, like I think, I think, honestly, God, man, I really do think this was one of the games of the week, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. um, so we're going to go from that game to a game that we all kind of seen coming. The Kansas City Chiefs against the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers. Kansas City wins thirty-six to ten. A game we all kind of knew was we we knew it was going to go this way. Um, ben Roethlisberger, God bless the man, one hundred fifty-nine yards, a touchdown, interception. Um, everyone's everyone's favorite. Uh, uh, quarterback uh, Mason Rudolph threw for 35. Yay. Uh, <laughs> Najee Harris uh, 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 ran for 93 yards in this game. Uh, Deontay Johnson, 51 yards and a touchdown on six, off six receptions. Um, you know, did a good job, but Roethlisberger lost a fumble and Johnson lost a fumble in this game, and it was, it was not a good look for them at all. Cameron Hayward, God bless him, he had the sack in this game. You know, Mika Fitzpatrick had 12 total tackles, tried to really do a good job with the defense. It just wasn't working, man. And the Chiefs, I mean, Pat Mahomes did Pat Mahomes things, man. 258 yards, three touchdowns. Uh, Clyde Edwards-Alaire ran for 27 yards and a touchdown. Darrell Williams had 55. And, uh, man, Byron Pringle, who had one of the trippiest-looking runs into the end zone I've seen, man. And that was a that was a very, very uh, cool play. Um, just breaking up a couple tackles, running into the end, running into the end zone. Uh, six for 75, by the way, with two touchdowns in this game. Uh, Miko Harmon also with 31 uh, yards receiving uh, and a touchdown as well. Um, a lot of the big, the big names like the Tyreek Hills, like Tyreek Hill only had two receptions for 19 yards. Like almost as if like they game plan specifically for like the big names. And then you right. got guys like Miko Harmon and Byron Pringle coming in and shocking, you know, which, which I do think, I mean, Derek Gore also, not only did he run for 43 yards, he also caught, you know, three receptions for 61 yards, you know, on top of the fact that, you know, um, Travis Ward had an interception in this game, um, a whole bunch of, you know, good play from the defense as well, especially. Um, so, I mean, again, this is one of those typical games where we all kind of seen this coming is that where your mindset is right now with this game between the Chiefs and the Steelers? Yes. Yeah, well, I mean, 100%. It, it was I, – I, I think I said it last week, maybe the week before, the Steelers are, are uh, one of those teams that's, that's in shambles right now. Um, right. And, and they need to uh, figure out where they're going to go next year because this year I think it's done for them. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, they might. I mean, they be able go ahead. to. Uh, maybe not. Let's just say they might be able to sneak into the playoffs, but I don't think so. Because if you look at the playoff picture, 
pretty much everybody that's there right now is they're gonna be there uh afc uh, well NFC wise, I mean, but see, here's the thing: like, there's there's more teams vying for that la- for them last two spots in the AFC than there are in the NFC. Because yeah. I think after, especially after this week, I think a lot of stuff in the NFC is going to be cleared up. Um, the AFC is going to be more interesting because there's more teams vying for them AFC spots. Um, so I guess it just depends on where everything stacks. And when we look at the playoff picture here in just a minute, then we can go over that as well. Um. But yeah, it's it's going to be interesting. Um, but let's go through the next game real quick. Uh, this next one is uh, the Las Vegas Raiders and the Denver Broncos. Sorry, Raj. Um, Seventeen to thirteen, Raiders winning this game in a game that was, let's be honest, wasn't really that good of a game. But it was two game. There was it was between two teams who did have playoff implications. Both of these teams did want that that last, you know, like let's okay, let's try to get this one in because both of them were sitting at seven and seven. Both of them want that last spot in the AFC or maybe one of the rare one of the spots. Which with 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 the Chargers losing and with a lot of these other, especially with ten, with, with you know, with you know all these other teams kind of dropping out. The Ravens lost. Like I mean, there's a whole lot of up in the air stuff, but. The game itself was kind of, eh, you know, 17 to 13. Now, Derek Carr did throw for 201 yards, had a touchdown and an interception. Uh, Peyton Barber ran for 22 and a touchdown. Josh Jacobs ran for 129. Um, Foster Monroe had, was the leading receiver at 67. Um, Derek Carr and Josh Jacobs both lost fumbles in this game, so that definitely that could have hurt their uh, potential win. And then you look at the Broncos and – Drew Locke was a starter for this game. He threw for 153. Didn't have a touchdown or an interception in this game, so he was all right. Uh, Javante Williams only ran for 12 yards, but he did get a touchdown, so there's that. Uh, Jerry Judy only had 60 yards receiving. Um, Now, Bradley Chubb did get an interception for them, so that did help them out a little bit, but unfortunately it didn't muster up enough to be able because, I mean, they won by four in a very, very close game, but it was one of those games where it was more defense and I like some of those games, but it's almost like neither team. You you both knew that there was championship or there, that there was playoff implications, and it was almost as if like you didn't try your best. I, I mean, th- that's just me speaking from the outside looking in from what my eyes showed me. How did you feel about it? I know uh, I, I agree with you on that one one hundred percent. It was I mean there was definite playoff implications uh, in this game and. Uh, it was just like, okay, we know this is here, but we're just not gonna show up. Like, why would you not show up? Right, like, especially when both. Like, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, with both teams being seven and seven, you would think, okay, we got to put everything into it. now. Maybe defensively they were both ready. Offensively, it was just it was just not there whatsoever for either either team. I think. Um, but I will give the Broncos the benefit of the doubt. They were playing with Drew Locke. And not with Teddy Bridgewater, so maybe if Teddy Bridgewater was in, it might have been a different. It may have been a different story, but maybe. you know, but I don't know. I can't be hundred percent about that. Yeah, I mean that's that. That's one of those like what if scenarios, you know. So we'll never know. Yeah. 
right, so we're going to jump on uh, to the very next game. A game that literally no one really saw. Like, we, like I had the Cowboys winning this game against the Washington football team. I wasn't expecting a blowout like this. I mean, 56 to 14, bro. The Cowboys scored 21 in the first. Like, let me go back down here. Look, okay. So, touchdown, touchdown, uh, Cowboys. Then touchdown football team. And then touchdown, 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 touchdown Cowboys. Like, literally, they scored 20. Like, they literally scored 28 unanswered points in, from the second quarter on. Like, it was not even a contest, dude. I mean, they literally just ran all over them now taylor heineke for the for the for the washington football team god god bless him dude 121 yards and a touchdown but he did throw two picks kyle allen jumped in tried to resurrect a little bit what you could but he threw he only threw 67 yards and a touchdown um now you know give credit where credit is due antonio gibbons got a got a, a touchdown reception john, john bates had a touchdown reception you know they did what they could in this game but bro the cowboys and i know you say fuck the cowboys but let's be honest this team, this team, Dak Prescott threw for 330 yards and four touchdowns. And they were like, you know what, Dak, won't you come on now? Cooper Cup, won't you? Oh, Cooper Cup, I'm sorry. Cooper Rush, go out there. He threw 70 yards and a touchdown. Like, yeah, you know. Um, Zeke ran for 37 and a touchdown uh, in this game. Amari Cooper had 85 and a touchdown. Dalton Schultz had 82 and a touchdown. Malik Turner had 82 and a touchdown. Zeke had a touchdown reception. Uh, Tyree Steele had a, had a touchdown reception. Just CD Lamb had 66, Michael Gallup had 53. Like, I mean, they just just tore up the the defense of the Washington football team. Uh, and Demarcus Lawrence ran back that beautiful 40-yard interception for the touchdown. Uh Trayvon Diggs with a, also with another one. Dude, if he if, if Trayvon Diggs isn't in consideration for defensive rook defensive uh player of the year, I don't know. I don't know what else to say. I mean, I mean, I shout out to everybody. But in the, but he's got to be in that conversation, in my opinion. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, it's it's crazy just to think, like how how much that dude has done. Uh, him and uh, Mike Parsons. Um, yeah. On, on that Cowboys defense, yeah, I, I like to joke around and say, you know, fuck the Cowboys, uh, and I have a good story behind why I say that, but. I mean, you cannot deny that team right now. They are doing great. 11 interceptions, bro, is what Trayvon Diggs has right now, dude. He, he, because like I thought it was dope that X had uh, 10 last year. He's already surpassed it. He is three away, three inters. I, I don't know if he'll get it, but he is three interceptions away from tying uh, Deion Sanders' single season interception record. Right. You know, like, I mean, that that's saying something right there, you know, of just how good a good of a player that he is. You know, and I know a lot of people talk about uh, a lot of people talk about X, a lot of uh, Xavier Howard, Howard. Uh, a lot of people talk about uh, Jahir Alexander. A lot of people talk about Jalen Ramsey. I mean, I got to throw it in and say, like, I mean, even I mean, I'm not a Cowboys fan by any stretch of the imagination, but Trayvon Diggs, he could possibly be the best corner in the game right now. I mean, I'm being honest. I, I mean, I, I know I'm sounding, you know, crazy, but I mean, dude, I mean, the proof is in the pudding. His statistics show that he is that guy. You know what I mean? Yeah, 100 uh, percent. Definitely. <laughs> he, he's killing it, man. 
He is, man. He's and he and he's definitely worthy of his Pro Bowl selection. I will give him uh, some love on that. Oh, yeah. But let's go on to the Monday night main event. And uh, I'm happy as a Dolphins fan, but I'm not proud. And I'll explain the reason why in just a second. The Miami Dolphins won this game against the New Orleans Saints 20-3. Now, Tua had 198 uh, in this game and a touchdown, but he did throw that interception. Uh, it's kind of over-the-top interception. Not good. Duke Johnson had 39. Philip Lindsay had 36. Miles Gaskin can't buy himself a yard. Uh, Jalen Waddle had probably his best game of the, one of the best games that he's had this season. Ten receptions, ninety-two yards, and a touchdown. Um, big play by Mac Hollins, uh, that forty-yard catch that he had. Um, so yes, I mean, so they did a good job. Um, Nick Nick Needham uh, running that uh, 20, 20, 26 yard. I'm sorry, that twenty-eight yard interception back to the house for a pick six was good. Brandon Jones having the interception, and dude. The defense alone was just an incredible stop. You had Jerome Baker with a sack and a half. Javon Holland with a half a sack. Uh, X had a sack. Um, Zach Siller had a sack. Brandon Jones had a sack. Christian Wilkins shared a sack with Raquan Davis. I mean, they ate up the New Orleans offense. But I say this. They didn't have uh, Taysom Hill as their starting quarterback. They didn't have Trevor Simeon as their starting quarterback, the Saints. The Saints started Ian Book in his Ooh. very first, exactly, a rookie, a rookie, Ian Book, a rookie out of the University of Notre Dame, okay? So he got his very first taste of NFL action in this game Monday night against the Miami Dolphins. Um, So he, for what it's worth... One thirty one. Uh, I'm sorry. Um, one hundred and thirty-five yards and two interceptions. Alvin Kamara ran for fifty-two. Uh, little Jordan Humphreys had seven receptions. Oh, I'm sorry, three receptions, seventy yards in this game. Marquise Callaway had a really good game. Four receptions, forty-six yards. Um, Marshawn Lattimore had the interception. Uh, and they did a and that, and also um Pete uh Pete uh Warner. Uh, started this game uh, as a rookie um, in, in in replace of Quan Alexander, uh, who was on the COVID list. And and I will also say this, though. New Orleans Saints had 22 people on the COVID list. So, you know, it's a, it was a classic case of next man up, if you will. Yes. Um, but Pete Warner, you know, had 10 total tackles in this game, so he did put in that work. So I'm not going to take anything away from the young man for doing that, you know, but Cameron Jordan had a sack, Marcus Davenport had a sack. So I'm happy that the Dolphins won the game, but at the same time, you were up against a injury slash COVID ridden team who was starting a rookie quarterback in his, in his very first game on Monday Night Football. I mean, a win's a win, but we don't get stripes for that. You know what I'm saying? And I don't know, maybe that's just the way I'm thinking. How are you thinking about this game? No, I agree 100%. Uh, you know, I, I, I expected the Dolphins to win, uh, and, and that happened, but it's also, like you said, it's, do you give them, you know, hey, yeah, you won that one. Good job. Or, yeah, here's your cookie. <laughs> yeah, or is it, you know, hey, you won that one, but it should have been worse. Like you should have won by more. Exactly. Like, uh, I, like, honestly, yeah. Which, I mean, the defense did have, um, 
I mean, if we're going by just statistics alone, I mean, they did outrun them, outpass them, which really technically they didn't really outrun them that much. They only led 86 to 83 in terms of total rushing yards for the team. You know what I mean? So, however, we did get eight sacks in the game as a, as a unit. So, you know, I'll, I'll take that where we can. But my God, we were 33% on third down. You know, exactly. but New Orleans was 0% on third down. Every time it went third down, they it was the first time that I remember in a long, long time that a team was 0% on third down. Like that, I was like, what? Man, it's crazy. But, you know, but like I said, I, I'm happy the Dolphins won. But at the same time, it's like the next two weeks is going to be the determining factor as if. Because if you would have told me, because the, the the Dolphins won their first game against the Patriots, and then they lost seven straight, and I thought, oh well, there's always next year. I legit thought that after eight games, I'm like, yep, there's next year. That's cool. Then they were two and seven, three and seven, four and seven, five and seven. I'm thinking, oh, they're making a little comeback, and eh, they'll probably lose this game. Six and seven. Oh shit. Okay, seven and seven. Wait, they won that game? Holy shit. Eight and seven after this, and it's like. Okay, but what's do we have a chance to make the playoffs? Like that's that was my only thought process at that point. Um, but before we get into the playoff picture, that is the that and that that was the slew of games for week 16. But before we get into the playoff picture, let's jump over to the week 17 power rankings for the week. Um, the worst team in the league is the Jacksonville Jaguars, but we are gonna go over our teams real quick. Um, the Houston Texans bump up two spots from number 29 to number 27. The uh, Denver Broncos stay at 23 after being 23 last week. And the Miami Dolphins have jumped from 13 to 12 in the power rankings this week. So there's hope for my team yet. All right, Bubba, are you ready for the top 10? Let's do it. Oh, how the mighty have fallen. The Arizona Cardinals at number 10 this week, dropping down five spots. At number 9, the Cincinnati Bengals bumping up three spots. At number 8, dropping down one spot, the New England Patriots. At number 7, bumping up two spots, the Buffalo Bills. At number 6, bumping up two spots, is the Dallas Cowboys. Number 5, bumping up one spot, the Indianapolis Colts. At number 4, dropping down a spot, despite the win, dropping down a spot, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. At number 3, Bumping up a spot, the Los Angeles Rams. At number two, staying at number two, the Kansas City Chiefs. And number one, staying number one, the Green Bay Packers. Which I think they got number one and number two right, to be honest. You know, I'm not I'm not mad about the top ten at all. I'm uh, not me neither. You know, it's it's I mean, I if if I, I think about it and I do some statistical analytics and all that I could probably move somebody around, but I think it's pretty good. Just, just right. that I do too. Glance. Oh, absolutely! I do. I, I think it's good as well. Uh, so from there, we're gonna go to the matter of fact. Let me. Got to click on this. I got to go to the playoff scenarios. Okay, I got to click schedule. Duh. Okay. Playoff picture. Here we go. All right, so I'll go ahead and knock out the NFC. You will do the AFC. We'll go ahead. Now, here is the AFC. I'm sorry, the NFC as of right now. There are five teams that have already cemented themselves 
as playoff berth contenders. Number one is the Green Bay Packers. Number two are the Dallas Cowboys. Number three are the Los Angeles Rams. Number four is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Number five is the Arizona Cardinals. There are two playoff berths left available, and these are the teams that are in the hunt. Number six is the San Francisco 49ers, and number seven is the Philadelphia Eagles. Now, there are four teams on the bubble. The Minnesota Vikings, the Atlanta Falcons, the New Orleans Saints, and the Washington football team. Now, if the playoffs were to start today, this is what it would be. The Green Bay Packers would get the number one seed. The Cowboys would play the Eagles. The Rams would play the 49ers. And the Buccaneers would play the Arizona Cardinals. As of right now, just this past week, as we know, the Carolina Panthers, with their loss against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, are now completely out and eliminated from playoff contention and are now sitting currently at the number eight seed in the upcoming 2022 NFL draft. All right, go ahead, Chip. Let's hit the AFC. Um, all right. Uh, now, I, I use a, a different site. He uses Tankathon. I'm sorry. <laughs> Alan does. Uh, I, I use Tankathon because for whatever reason, the NFL.com uh, playoff picture never pulls up for me. Oh, no, oh, okay. Here we go. I, it actually just pulled up, so I'm going to go off of that one today. There you um, go. The AFC, there are seven available playoff spots, right? Right. Uh, sitting right now, you have uh, the Chiefs at one, the Titans at two, the Bengals at three, the Bills at four, the Colts at five, the Patriots six, and the Dolphins at seven. On yes. the bubble, you have the Chargers, the Raiders, the Ravens, the Steelers, the Browns, and the Broncos. Um, the teams in the AFC that have been eliminated from the uh, playoff picture, you have the Jaguars, the Lions, the Texans, the Giants, the Jets, the Seahawks, the Bears, and the Panthers. Um, so the way it looks right now, you would have Kansas City with the bye. Uh, Miami would then play Tennessee, New England would play, would play Cincinnati, and Indianapolis would play Buffalo. Right. This one's going to be interesting. Uh, and, and you have literally six teams on the bubble at this point. Um, no, if, yeah, like, uh, no, yeah, you're right. What's that? One, two, three, four, five, six teams on the bubble. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, so it's the Chargers, the Raiders, the Ravens, the Steelers, the Browns, and the Broncos, which which just means that over the course of the next two weeks, this whole thing could look completely different. You know, it's just different dominoes have to fall for each team to have an opportunity. Um, But, and and you guys are probably wondering, well, wait a second, the Dolphins, the Chargers, the Raiders, and the Ravens all have the exact same record at eight and seven. Why are the Dolphins at number seven? And that's because the Dolphins own tiebreakers over the course of um, the different divisional games, and they also have a better divisional record, and there's there's different there's different uh, there's different analytics that go along with it. Um, and but like what we said, this is just as of right now, week fifteen. Now this thing again can drastically change over the next week, which we are fixing to get to here in just a minute. And that being said. Let's move on to this slew of Week 17 games. Uh, it's going to be interesting, Bubba. What you got for me first? All right. Uh, first up, uh, we have the Atlanta Falcons versus the Buffalo Bills. Um, I, I, 
I mean, we just kind of <laughs> talked about this. I, I make no argument that the the Falcons are going to beat the Bills. Buffalo wins this one. I mean, you. We, I mean, you can try to make the argument. I mean, it it would be. I'm not. I won't say it'd be a foolish argument, but let's let's be honest. I mean, if any, if I've learned anything, being a fan of football, I've learned that literally anything can happen. You know, I'm not saying the Falcons are going to win this game, but I am saying anything can happen. If the Falcons did win, it would not surprise me. However, I'm going to go with my head here, and I'm going to go with the Buffalo Bills to win this game. All right. Uh, next up, we got the hold New up. York Giants. Did, uh, did, hold on. Time out. Time out. Did Roger send in his oh, picks? I'm sorry. Ro- Roger, Roger said Buffalo, too. Uh, there you go. Shout out to you, Roger. Too. No, no, no. So it's all good. It's all good. It's all good. Yeah, I was getting ahead of myself because, uh, <laughs> I mean, it, it, we, we, we know who's going to win that game. Uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. All right. Now. Uh, next up, we got the New York Giants versus the Chicago Bears. Um, uh, uh, two teams that are, you know, they're they're playing for pride. Uh, I, I'm going to go with the Bears to win this one. I think uh, they have more of an upside and more of the ability to win uh, this game than the Giants do. Yeah, I think the same thing. I think the Bears have a, a good nucleus right now, um, more than the Giants do. Um, I think if Matt Nagy's going to save his job, he needs to win these next two games. Uh, you know, because yeah. I mean, yeah, seven and ten is not ideal, but it's a whole lot better than the way you were looking a couple of weeks ago. You know exactly. what I mean? So, so yeah, but yeah, I'll uh, definitely say the Bears are winning this one. Roger's going to go with the Giants. He's going against the okay. here and picking the Giants to win this one. Uh, okay, dope. Next up is what I think is going to be one of the games of the week: the Kansas City Chiefs versus Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, you know, the Chiefs have they they finally remembered who they were. Uh, the the Cincinnati Bengals are coming into their own, and they're uh, definitely you know on that cusp of being one of the elite teams as of right now right but i uh i'm gonna go with kansas city to win this one uh i will preface this with it will not surprise me in any way if cincinnati wins but i think the safe bet here is kansas city I think the safe bet is Kansas City, but in my like it's weird. In my head, I'm thinking, okay, Kansas City's gonna win this game. It's gonna be close. It's gonna be really, really close because Cincinnati has a good defense. Cincinnati has a great young nucleus nucleus of an offense. It, secretly, I'm kind of hoping Seattle we um Seattle, I'm sorry. I'm hoping I'm kind of secretly hoping that Cincinnati wins. Yeah. But I can't bring myself to make that pick. So I'm going to go with the safe pick. Like you said, I'm going to go with Kansas City to win. All right. Uh, Rogers, once again, going to go against the grain and pick Cincinnati to win this one. Okay. Uh, okay. Next up is your Miami Dolphins 
versus the Tennessee Titans. Uh, I'm going to let you pick first on this one, <laughs> then I'll give you mine and Rogers' picks. Here's the thing, though. Like, ah, uh, it's, it's hard for me to not make a homer pick. And the reason I say that is because the defense is getting – the defense is what they should have been at the start of the fucking season. Sorry, please excuse my language. The defense is exactly what they're supposed to be now. If they were this way a few months ago, I think that this would be a better – this would be a, a completely different conversation. Not that there wouldn't be a, a, a good matchup, but also I'm thinking like – Titans, man. The Titans are still, even without Derrick Henry, they're still performing at a high level. Right. Um, the Dolphins are coming in their own. I still like. I think Jalen Waddle being there as Tua's kind of go-to receiver definitely helps Tua's progression. Um, to me, it boils down to the defense, in my opinion. Can the can the Miami defense hold off Tennessee's offense? Now Miami's offense and Tennessee's defense is going to be somewhat like somewhat challenged. <sighs> see this. See this is the thing that sucks though. Like I want to say Tennessee's a safer bet because they have the better record. It's in Tennessee. The chances of there being a possible you know weather implications. Um, you know, because I think they said earlier this week that we were supposed to have Snowmageddon here in the state of Tennessee. Um, yeah, I don't believe it, but we'll see. I mean, it, yeah, I, that's the same thing I said. I'll believe it when I see it. You, 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 it, it gets a little, it gets below 34 degrees outside, and it's like, I remember back in 1993. Shut up. <laughs> I fell in the snow. I don't want to hear it. Anyway, um, that being said, you know what? It might be against my better judgment to do this. But I don't care because I'm hopeful. But I don't want to jinx anything. But you know what? I'm going to go for it anyway. The Miami Dolphins will beat the Tennessee Titans. Right. Um, go 9-7 and seven and hopefully s cement their spot in the AFC playoff picture. Go ahead. Go ahead. Roger's going with Tennessee to win this one. I, I had a feeling he would, yeah. I'm not. I'm going with Miami. I think they... Uh... They, they've figured out who they are. They're clicking on all cylinders. I, yes. I, I definitely think that... Uh, I think it's going to be close, but I think Miami wins this one. Yes. And if, if, if they... Because Tennessee's sitting at the number two spot right now. If Miami wins... I'm not saying Miami will jump up to that number two spot, but... Tennessee's going to drop down to three or four. Cincinnati's yep. going to move up to that number two spot. Unless Cincinnati wins, which no, even if Cincinnati beats uh, Kansas City, Kansas City still has number one because they got eleven and four record. Right. Like the only way Kansas City loses that home field advantage is if they lose their next two games, which I don't think is going to happen. But it's still going to be an interesting changeup depending on who wins. Right. All right. Next up, we got the Las Vegas Raiders versus the Indianapolis Colts. Um, so. Uh, backtrack again uh for just a second i think the dolphins titans game is going to be an amazing game uh very well could be contender for game of the week and that's two in a row for me uh this game i also think i don't think it's gonna be game of the week but it's gonna be up there as far as really good games uh 
and that's the the Las Vegas Raiders versus the Indianapolis Colts. I'm going to go with Indianapolis to win this one. Here's the thing about that, though. If Indianapolis wins and Tennessee loses, they have the same record. Right, but Tennessee stays. But Tennessee Tennessee stays. stays, Yeah. Because they have the tiebreaker. They They held the tiebreaker. Right. But if, if for some reason... The following week, because next week people don't people people forget next week's rivalry week in the NFL. So that would mean that the Texans would have to beat Tennessee and the Colts would have to beat the Jags to move over Tennessee. Mm-hmm. You know, like that's one of those like you're anticipating, you're waiting to see what happens, and that's why the last two weeks of the NFL season is so fun to watch. Um, because now you're kind of picking and choosing, okay, what's going to happen? Who's going to win this? You know? Um, but to be honest, like if the Raiders play this game, the way they played against the Broncos, they're not winning. No way. They're not winning. Um, but I also think Indianapolis has, the Indianapolis has the momentum on their side. Um, so I am going to go with the Colts to win this game. All right. And Rogers got the Las Vegas Raiders winning that one. Roger has gone against the grain. One, two, three. This is four games in a row he's gone against the grain. So we'll yeah. see. He he could be a genius. He could hey, be the hey. yeah the the football guru the guru that he is. Look at him. <laughs> yeah. All right. Next up, we got the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars versus the New England Patriots. Let, let's not pretend like New England's not going to win this one. Patriots. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I'm going New England here. Um, yes. So. Uh, Rogers also going New England here, uh, so that one was easy. Next up, yeah, we got right. the uh, Tampa Bay Bucks versus the New York Jets. Do we really need to say it? I, I, I'm waiting on you. Fuck the Jets. Thank you. <laughs> uh, Tampa Bay wins this one. Hands Tampa down. Bay. Uh, Rogers also going Tampa Bay here. All right. Next up, we got the Philadelphia Eagles versus the Washington football team. I'm going to go Philadelphia. I think that Philadelphia is trying to make that push for that last spot in the playoffs. Um, I don't, I'm not saying they'll get it, but I'm saying they're going to try to make that push for it. And I think Washington's the best team to go for it against. So, yeah, I'm going to go with Philadelphia to win. I'm also going with Philadelphia, but I, there's a caveat here. Okay. This could be a revenge game for Washington after what Dallas did to them last week. Yeah, I didn't think about that. Uh, but I, I'm, I'm, I'm going Philadelphia. I think that they're, they're <laughs> the better team. They're proving themselves to be the better team. Um, Absolutely. Absolutely. And Roger is also going Philadelphia here. Yes. Uh, next up, we got the LA Rams versus the Baltimore Ravens. Malachi, I'm sorry, buddy, but the Rams are going to win this one. I love you, buddy, but we, I can't do it. For, I can't do it, man. And here's the thing: it's, it's not that the Ravens have a bad team. It's that if they, if Lamar Jackson was playing, then I would say it's closer, and I may even go with the Ravens. But but right now, man, like I mean, here's the thing: like I mean, I don't think it's going to hurt the Ravens if they. I don't think it's going to hurt the Rams if they lose because they are ahead of Arizona. But I also think that it it, it doesn't. I mean, but at the same time, I think that's like they're going to win this game, and then they're going to kind of maybe I won't say coast because a rivalry game is always you know 
you get amped up more for the rivalry games, you know. Right. But, uh, yeah, sorry, Malachi, buddy. I got to go with L.A. to win this one. All right. Rodgers going L.A. as well. Uh, yes. Next up, we got the Denver Broncos versus the L.A. Chargers. Um, I, I'm, I'm going with the Chargers to win this one. Uh, I know Houston beat them last week, and I – I just think that was an anomaly. I, I think that team is better than what happened to them last week. I think they kind of got overconfident and thought, you know, uh, we're gonna we're gonna beat this team, and you know, Houston surprised them. Uh, I, I think the Chargers are gonna win this one. Yeah, I got the Chargers winning this one too. The Broncos right now, they 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 look. They don't look the same without Teddy Bridgewater in the lineup. I don't know if Teddy Bridgewater is going to be back. Um, I don't know. I mean, if I was honestly, like if I was the Broncos right now, even though we are in somewhat of a position to win, like honestly, like for the safety of Teddy Bridgewater, like I wouldn't start him for the rest of the year. I mean, I would just, I'd rather be safe than sorry with Teddy Bridgewater. You may not win with Drew Locke, but you know, there, I mean, there is you do have an outside chance to make the playoffs if certain cards fall in a certain order. But do you really want to go into that? Then do you really want to go into the playoff picture without your best quarterback? I don't know if that's the case, but I think the Chargers are going to win regardless because, I, like what you said, it was an anomaly that they lost to the Texans, um, and the Chargers I think have an overall better team. So I was going to go with the Chargers. Right. Uh, let's see. Uh, so they're calling. Uh, Bridgewater has been ruled out for Sunday's game against yeah. the Chargers due to a concussion. I think that's good on their part to hold him out. Um, you know, for his health and his safety. Uh, so. Uh, Roger is obviously going to go with Denver to win this one uh of course he is <laughs> yeah he's going pure homer pick on this one i'm, I'm yeah. sure he has good reasons but of course uh, yeah absolutely next up we have the houston texans versus the san francisco 49ers now the here's what's interesting on this one okay go ahead i think houston very well could win this one uh, I do too. With Jimmy G being hurt and being out, and Trey Lance coming in and making his uh, first NFL start, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, th- it's, it's well, definitely a possibility. And th- they got um, Elijah Mitchell, the running back. He's questionable. Uh, Jimmy G is doubtful. Uh, Aziz Al Shahir is out. Dre Greenlaw is out. Maurice Hurst is out. Uh, Talanoa. Hufanga, I'm not positive that I'm saying that correctly. Uh, he is <laughs> right. doubtful. Uh, Trey Sermon, the running back, was placed on IR. Mm. Mitch Mitch Winowski is out. He was placed on COVID reserve. Uh, Tavarius Moore is out. Emmanuel Mosley was placed on IR. So th- they have a lot going against them. Uh, right. I, so I think, I, honestly, I, I, I'm going Houston here, uh, and it may just be a homer pick, but man, I, I whew, 
I, I think it's it, that as long as the team that showed up against the Chargers shows up this week, they got this. They got it, but you better hope that your running game is better this week because that is a bet. You're going up against a better run defense this week than you did against the Chargers. Right. Um, but that being said, though, I mean, you see, there's a part of me that wants to go along with you with the homer pick. You know what I'm saying? Show support for my brother. But I, I want you to make your honest, uh, honest pick. My honest pick is I got to go with the 49ers. And the reason why is because they are in, even though they are um, starting Trey Lance, a rookie, in that position, we're going to see if he's worthy of his third uh, overall selection. Um, if Not to say he'll be Jimmy G's replacement, which it lets a lot of people, that's what they were calling for. But what I am thinking is that if Jimmy G's going to be gone, at least for the next, at least for this week especially, then you need to make sure that you made the right selection if he is going to be your quarterback for the future or if you need to cut bait and start all over again. This is going to be the test for you. You know, Not that you're playing against the, the worst team because obviously that's Jacksonville, but you're up against a team that can pull off a victory when it needs to. And on top of that, you are a playoff contending team. You are the number sixth um, you know, seeded team in the current playoff picture. So... If you lose to the Houston Texans, that drastically affects where you could be seated if it doesn't bounce you out of the playoff picture altogether. So I think just based off of just the pressure that's under the team right now, I think that they can strive and win, especially against the Texans, who, let's be honest, even though even though they're not the worst team, they're not a team, they're, they're not the best team. If I'm, I'm, I'm trying to phrase it correctly, they're not the worst team, but they're a team that your team should beat. If that right. makes sense. Yep, I, I um, agree with you 100. And the fact that it's in, and the fact that it's in uh, Levi Stadium, and the fact that there are there, there are going to be a couple of more eyes on this game for the for this from the standpoint that it is an afternoon game. You know, it is on CBS. Um, so we'll see exactly what happens. Um, but I'm gonna go with 49ers to win. All right. Roger's also going to go with uh, 49ers to win this one. Okay. Uh, next up, we have the Arizona Cardinals versus the Dallas Cowboys. Now, Fox game of the week. Yep. Now, now, if this game was played four or five weeks ago, uh, I, I would have went with the Cardinals to win this one. Uh, right. But, man, Dallas is just on a roll and I think they're going to win this one. I don't think they're going to score as many points against the Cardinals as they did against the uh, uh, Washington football team. But I do think that they're going to win this game. I got the Cowboys at least by a touchdown. All right. Uh, I'm give them that. Roger is going to go with Arizona. Arizona. <laughs> Raj, why you going? Why you keep going against the grain, brother? <laughs> I mean, he's possibly going to be the guru. He, he possibly could, yeah. Yep. Uh, like, I know what the fuck I'm talking about, guys. I can hear him saying it in my head. It bugs me. <laughs> yep. Uh, next up, we have the Carolina Panthers versus the New Orleans Saints. Uh, man, uh, the Saints are in shambles. The Panthers are in shambles. Uh, I think the... 
I think the Panther Panthers are in worse shambles than the Saints. So I'm going with the Saints to win this one. But Yeah, they get Taysom Hill back this week, so yeah. Yeah, it's it's one of those eh, we'll see. Uh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Either way, I'm going to go with the Saints. I mean, obviously, Ian Book's not going to be the starter again this week. They're going to go with a more reliable player in Taysom Hill, um, getting activated off of the COVID list. Uh, the Panthers, again, man, Cam Newton has not been the savior of the franchise like we all thought he could possibly be. Um, they, even, they even reverted back to Sam Darnold, and that wasn't an upgrade either. Um so yeah, I'm gonna go with the Saints to win this one and make try to make that last ditch effort, that last push to get that uh to get a playoff spot. Right. Uh Rogers also going with the Saints to win this one. So uh next up we got the Detroit Lions versus the Seattle Seahawks. Um man, this is one of those I'm pretty positive that the, the Seahawks are going to win this one, but it also wouldn't surprise me if the uh, the Lions pull this one out. Right. It would do. Honestly, every you know what? I'm going to do it. I think the Seahawks have the better offensive playmakers. They got DK Metcalf. They got Tyler Lockett. They have Russell Wilson. Their defense is impeccable, but I don't know. Like, something's telling me Detroit could steal this one. And I'm going to I'm gonna go with my gut, and I'm going to say Detroit pulls off an upset victory against the Seahawks. Okay. Okay. Uh, I just I just, I just got a weird feeling about it. I'm going to go with it. I understand. Hey, you got, you got to go with the gut. Exactly. It, it works. Uh, Roger's going to go Seattle to win this one. Uh, yeah. Next up, we have the Minnesota Vikings versus the Green Bay Packers. Wait, did you uh, go? With, wait, wait, time out. Did you go with Seattle or Detroit? I went with Seattle. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. I didn't hear uh, you earlier. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, you uh, good. Next up, we got the, the Minnesota Vikings versus the Green Bay Packers. I'm going Green Bay. Uh, Kirk Cousins has tested positive for COVID. He's not going to be playing. So uh, if he was playing, I think it would possibly be a little closer. But uh, I'm going Green Bay. Yeah, even I mean, even if Kirk Cousins was eligible to play, I would still say I would still go with Green Bay to win. The Green Bay is on a different. The Green Bay is the best team in the league right now. Uh, then there's no if, ands, or buts about it. They're they're a team that's been very very good. They got the bet. They got the best quarterback, possibly an MVP, another MVP, uh, an MVP candidate, possibly another MVP winner, uh, depending on how the voting goes. Right. Um, they got the best one of, if not the best wide receiver in the league in Devontae Adams. Their defense is underrated but can produce when it matters the most. Um, the Vikings, I think if they lose this I honestly think if they lose this game, they're out of playoff contention in my opinion. Because then you, the, your best case scenarios at that point is an 8-9 and nine record. And I think there's going to be teams that are going to have a better overall record after the fact. Right. Um, so I think if the Vikings lose this game, which they are, chances are they're done. You know, this is the Sunday night main event, so the bright lights are on. So the Vikings need to step up. You know, they're going to have to heavily rely on uh, Dalvin Cook, and they're going to have to heavily heavily rely on uh, Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen. They're going to have to rely on those playmakers and rely on that defense to make the plays that it needs to make. Otherwise, it's going to be a bad night. It, can they keep it close? 
absolutely they can keep it close. Can they win? Possibly. But it's very, very unlikely to happen just because it's in Green Bay and I'm praying for snow. I, I want another snow game. I love watching the game between the Bears and the Seahawks. Like I, I want another snow game. Um, right. So, yeah, so I'm going to go with Green Bay to win this one. All right. Uh, next up is our Monday night main event. Mm-hmm. And I... It, oh, I'm sorry. It's the uh, Cleveland Browns versus the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, I'm going Cleveland to win this one. Honestly, I uh, again, uh, Pittsburgh has been in shambles. Uh, they just keep getting, you know, worse and worse. I think so. Uh, right, I'm going Cleveland here. I'm gonna something that something that was it was talked about earlier this week. Um, I seen it on the bottom line of the of uh, ESPN, where um, you know. You know, and I, and I was out of town this weekend. Um, you know, we I, we were you know out of town at a uh, family member's house helping helping uh, you know the family member move and stuff like that. Um, but I you know I, I get, the cool thing about it is I get to watch ESPN you know live. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, cause I get a chance to watch the games. I've watched we watched a couple of bowl games. I watched the Miami. Um, I watched the Miami. Uh, um, New Orleans game. Like you know, it, it was pretty cool to have like interaction with like a television set of just going through streaming services um but a lot of people were talking about how this could possibly be ben roethlisberger's very last home game in the pittsburgh steelers uniform because he is a free agent at the end of the season right and he it has been reported that he has invited a lot of ex-steeler players to come to the game that night. It's Monday night football and it's a pot and it's the Steelers last home game. And it's a possibility that it's been Roethlisberger's last game as a Pittsburgh Steeler. Now I'm not suggesting retirement. I'm not suggesting him going to another team. I'm not suggesting he's going to resign. I don't know, but I do think that there's a sense of like, how can I say this? It's a sense of a last hurrah kind of thing. You know what I mean? Like, this could be Ben's Big Ben's last big hurrah, you know, in a stadium that he spent a majority, no, the the major the majority of his adult life in this this stadium, this hallowed hall of Pittsburgh, you know, at Heinz Field and some of the greatest players ever where that uniform are, are in, are in, you know, enshrined in this building, you know, um, I think if that's the case, I think it's going to be a little bit more emotional. It's going to be an emotional game and this game for both teams, not just for Pittsburgh, but for Cleveland too. both teams have implications, playoff implications. That being said, as much as I respect big Ben and everything he's done for Pittsburgh, Knowing that it this could be possibly his last home game, he's going to give you the best Ben Roethlisberger that he can give you, but he can only give you the best Ben Roethlisberger. He can't give you the best Pittsburgh Steelers, if that makes Does that make sense? That makes 100% sense. I think that Ben, I think ben is going to have a great game, 
But I also think that Baker Mayfield's also going to have a good game because I think he, I think Baker Mayfield says I got to bounce back from the game that I just had because what the game that I just had was pure shit. So now I got to bounce back. Right. And I think that because both teams are kind of in there, they're kind of evenly matched. I think the emotion might overwhelm the team a little bit more because it's almost like okay, we're gonna win this for Ben. We're gonna win this for Ben. We're gonna win this for Ben. You know, honestly, now that I'm thinking about it more, I'm conflicted about it. I don't know who to pick. Okay. Uh, let me go to my trusty uh, coin over here that I keep by my desk. Okay. If it's heads, I'm going with Cleveland. If it's tails, I'm going with Pittsburgh. Okay. Here we go. I'm going with the Pittsburgh Steelers to win Ben Roethlisberger's possible last home game. And I think he may go out on top. There you go. I'm saying it. (laughs) Right. And uh, Rogers going Cleveland here. Okay. Yeah. So, so ladies and gentlemen, that is it for week 17 predictions next week, week 18 predictions. And it's going to be interesting. Uh, Actually, we're going to try to drop that one a little bit sooner than uh, earlier this week. We had some things that happened earlier this week that, 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 uh, hindered the process. Um, but also that we didn't have any Thursday night football games this week. So it kind of helped as well. Uh, so we thank you guys for your patience uh, as we put this out today here, new year's day. Hope everybody's had a great, uh, hope we, we, uh, Wish each and every single one of you a great 2022. Um, We love you guys. Chip, anything you want to say before we bounce out of here this evening? As always, check out movementradio.us. That is your one-stop shop for all things Movement Radio. And if you haven't had a chance, go check out the uh, Chronic Conversations uh, episode that was just dropped yesterday uh, where I was a guest on that. Check, Check that out as well. Yeah, absolutely. Go check that out. Uh, yeah, and shout out to Jerry and Jennifer over at the Chronic Conversation Podcast. Uh, Chip dropped his episode uh, yet uh, this past week. Uh, it was a great listen. Go back and check it out. Um, my episode is going to be coming up pretty soon. Uh, I believe it's January 26th is when I'll be uh, meeting with Jerry and them. It's going to be pretty fun. Um, also, shout out to Sean Thompson at Thompson Personal Training. Go check him out on uh, Thompson Personal Training on Facebook. Um, also, shout out to our good friends, Jerry and... I'm sorry. Uh, uh, our city. Well, yeah, shout out to them, too, for a second time. Jerry and Jennifer from the Crime Conversation Podcast. Uh, Andrew and Sean over at the Warrior Workout Network. Go check out their stuff and their content. And thank you, guys. We made it to 20,000 downloads. Uh, 2022 can't go anywhere but up. You know, our, you know we love you guys. Uh, and also, man, something else, too. Shout out. Rest in peace to Betty White. You know, the Gold Girls are reunited, but rest in peace to Betty White. She was probably one of the funniest women. She was a groundbreaker. Uh, a rule breaker, if you will. Um, yeah, she's going to be uh, severely missed as well. Um, also, rest in peace to John Madden. The, the great John Madden died this past week as well. Um, legendary coach, uh, you know, someone who we really enjoy. If you you, you enjoyed listening to him, like if, if he called your game uh, on a Monday night or whatever, like it meant something to you because it's like you got to play harder because John Madden's up in the booth. You know what I mean? Exactly. Um, uh, that being said, and also, man, just – so many you know we we've lost a lot of people this past year um you know and i'm not going to get too deep into it um but yeah man shout out to everyone who you know shout out to the to the friends and family of everyone that we've lost uh shout out to marcus crane's family jimmy rave demarius thomas like we lost a lot of good ones this year man uh, you know our thoughts and prayers go out to their families 
praying for health, praying for safety in the year 2022. We love you guys. Thank you again for tuning into this episode. We got a pretty cool episode coming out Monday, if I'm not mistaken. Monday, I believe it is, Chip. We're going to be doing the uh, the top 10 most influential new metal bands. Is that dropping Monday, or are we going to uh, do the other one? I, I think that one is. I'll have to double-check the schedule. Okay, that sounds cool with me. All right, that being said, though, we are going to jump out of here tonight. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you. We love you, and we will talk to you guys next time right here on Are You Ready for Some Football? Chip, let's hit them with the outro. Please do not leave without leaving a like, comment, share, and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform. Follow us on all of our social medias, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Check out the YouTube channel and subscribe. Click the bell to get notified of our latest videos. And once again, check out movementradio.us. I am Chip Hazard. And I am Talon Williams. And this is Movement Radio. God's plan. Are you serious?